Hey go-getters, welcome to the AHA Moment Podcast. I'm your host, Angelina Sparopoulos, where we dive in every other week to chat all things business and motivation, all while featuring the innovators that are creating for tomorrow. Are you ready to spark some revelations? Let's do this. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the AHA Moment Podcast. As always, I'm absolutely thrilled to be here with you today and kick off the first episode of this new month of February. I can't believe we're already in February. January usually feels like a longer month for me, but this year it completely flew. I mean, activity in the real estate world has picked up incredibly, not to mention the rest of the craziness going on in the world, so... I guess time flies when you're having fun, but anyways, we're in February, it's February 6th, and I'm so happy to be here, but more importantly, I am so excited to jump into the theme of this month, which is revolving really around the restaurant industry. Now, in the past, the aha moment will typically touch upon topics like business and entrepreneurship, which is obviously super broad, which I do on purpose and I love, but in terms of types of business, there's obviously a lot that we can talk about, but we've talked about the corporate world, the marketing sector, obviously real estate, finance, and so much more. So this month's theme is pretty much revolving around the restaurant and hospitality industry. And you know how much I love food. I cannot wait to talk about this and talk about this with my guest that is appearing on the show and in the edition of the Aha Moment newsletter. And he is absolutely insanely cool and I'm just pumped. So listen, with all of that said, I chose this theme because I also just don't think that the restaurant, hospitality, and service industry overall in general gets enough credit for what it deserves. Not only that, but the level of resilience that it has demonstrated, especially throughout the pandemic and seeing what they're doing now coming out of it and how far the sector has come in just the last few years or so. I mean, it's truly astonishing to see and I want to talk about it because I think it's pretty cool. So we have a lot of unpacking to do, so let's get into it. Welcome to the episode where we chat all things of the restaurant revolution. So, I'm a little bit of a foodie, and if anyone is familiar with my Essential Eats videos, you know this, and if you have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, go over to my Instagram if you feel like it, and check out all of my favorite spots throughout different Boston neighborhoods. It's a series of Instagram reels, and they're kind of fun to create and watch, so check it out if you have a minute. But yeah, I'm a foodie. I love food. I love dessert even a little bit more, and maybe not a little bit, maybe a lot more. And I love different culinary experiences, though. I get excited to visit a new, a new restaurant, and most of my friends happen to be just as passionate about this as I am. We love just checking out different places together. We love experiencing it. We love meeting other people at restaurants. It's it's just become a really big thing. And this kind of only intensifies my problem with, you know, the people that I spend most of my time around feeling just as passionate about this. But when we visit these new places, it sometimes really does make your day or night out. We look forward to it. We go all out for it. And 
Aside from the food quality, though, alone, the restaurant industry has grown into so much more over the last few years. I mean, think about it. Until fairly recently, the main event of an evening, let's say, might not have necessarily been to go to a restaurant. It might have been to just go grab food prior to then doing what else you had planned to do that day or night. Now it's like, okay, we're like, we're going to brunch now. You plan out who's coming. It might be a huge group of people, okay? So you have to make a reservation and you have to make it way far in advance, at least around here in Boston. And that's very stressful, but you plan out what you're going to wear too. And then the next thing you know, when you get there, you're in the restaurant for like four or five hours, unless they kick you out. And it's an event. It's like a whole day affair. And people look forward to this, especially people kind of that are around my generation or so, or the young professional millennials. They have a long work week. They just want to socialize and have fun with their friends and maybe a good night out at a restaurant or a brunch the next day is just what they need to just be around some people. And restaurants really provide that support. They provide the experience, the four walls needed to create that good time. So, you know, this is obviously just an example. And for a lot of people, this may not be the case at all. Okay, maybe you hate going out to eat. Maybe you hate brunch. And that's totally cool. But my point is, is this wasn't even a thing for anyone before. Like brunch, okay, big deal. I don't recall making a reservation to be as serious and stressful as it is today. Like I have had people tell me that it is sometimes comparable to purchasing a concert ticket. (laughs) And these are just a couple of ways that the evolution of the industry has changed. And there are plenty more that I could talk about, but I'm not going to bore you. But from providing people with that authentic human experience from start to finish to crafting a menu that aligns with the restaurant and chef's mission to serving communities by allowing people to gather together. Restaurants have taken this to a completely new level. I mean, they are essentially turning into landmarks that certain neighborhoods are being known for. Oh, that's the place where that restaurant is. It's a new elevated experience. According to BLS data, the average household spends about $3,500 on eating out every year. That could also include takeout, but still, do the math. That's about $300 per month, okay? And for most people, I would assume that at least about half of that would go towards going out for lunch one day or dinner on a weekend. If this didn't have anything to do with having a good experience and tasting good food on top of it happening to be convenient, people would not be spending that much, if not more. But they do. They are. So why am I really talking about this industry? This podcast has the core purpose of featuring innovators that create for tomorrow. We're talking about the future right now. And this is the direct correlation of the future. It's evolving fast. And I love talking about sectors that are fast-paced and worth keeping an eye on. Because this is 
what we're looking at for the next foreseeable future. Not only is it booming, but it's a field that bleeds into pretty much every other operation of the business world. It covers everything. You have marketing and sales, innovation and technology, human resources, sustainability, health and wellness, diversity and inclusion, finance, communications and PR, supply chain management. It's everything across the board. It affects everyone. This is a space that is providing complete opportunity to make a huge impact and shape human connection moving forward. And I'm going to take this one step further. Diving into marketing and sales, for example. Foodie accounts on TikTok and Instagram. Those have absolutely exploded. Like me, for example, I have a list of creators that I follow, me along with the rest of my generation and beyond, that I sit there and I watch to see where I should check out for a restaurant next. I don't use Google. I don't use Yelp. I use TikTok and Instagram. And for all the people doing this work behind those accounts that are so not credited enough for all the work that they do. It doesn't seem like it's much work, but it is. And being a food influencer or critic is a legitimate job that could have you earning an annual salary of eighty dollars to $90,000. They're laughing their way to the bank right now. For innovation and technology... What about all the companies behind the point-of-sale systems that help restaurants literally function efficiently, like Toast and Touch Bistro Inc.? These companies are entirely based on supporting restaurants and their management systems. They do incredibly well in shaping not only the restaurant and service industries, but the technology industry. They're mixing together into this fusion of operations that never quite existed before. And then HR is obviously huge in every business, but in restaurants, it's beyond essential. Tracking payroll, tips, maintaining employee documentation, practicing legal compliance, hiring staff, and so much more are required to keep the backbone of the business afloat. If one of those things falls behind, you're done. Without a great human resources department, restaurants would not be able to properly operate. And then, as sustainability remains to be a huge topic across various industries, how restaurants choose to put their best foot forward via both big and small acts are becoming more and more noticed. What utensils are used, reducing their energy use, using ingredients that create less emissions, what they do with food waste, using local food and ingredients if possible, these are all decisions to be made by the restaurant. And it impacts everything. And people actually do care, believe it or not. And as this continues to be a growing topic across various areas in the business world, they're going to keep caring. Health and wellness is more important than it ever was. People want transparency about what they're about to put in their bodies. What are they spending money on, too? Whether that's through disclosing calories, protein, or other nutritional facts, they want to know, and it's appreciated, and it increases customer loyalty. Not to mention, if someone has a bad experience in a restaurant due to, 
let's say, a reaction after eating something or an allergy or an intolerance, they're probably not going to be very motivated to go back. I know I wouldn't. I would be traumatized. Health is always a top priority. Then, touching upon diversity and inclusion. This is huge. American restaurants are more diverse than any other field of the economy. What does that mean? It means the restaurant industry is demonstrating great strength in representing the prominence of this critical requisite within the workplace that a lot of other sectors unfortunately take more lightly than they should. Obviously, accounting and finance is the glue that is another essential component to holding the business together. Not only that, but concepts today are getting more creative when it comes to restaurant financing. This provides more opportunity for growth and for expansion to happen. I mean, some of the loans out there that exist, whether it be for if you want to open a new location or if you want to invest more money in equipment, the opportunities are truly endless and restaurant owners are really starting to get creative and it's very impressive. Then, public relations and communications. The brand of the restaurant and how it's communicated to the general public. What's the buzz around it? For these businesses to gain the press opportunities, whether it's online, through industry awards and certifications that they can put on the walls of the restaurant, on television, influencer marketing, whatever. It's critical. It's also been carving out more room for competition to become more fierce while businesses strive for ultimate credibility, which will only also, again, build more trust with customers. And finally, supply chain management. This is a big unfortunate hurdle currently due to everything going on in the world, but this shapes the operations behind the closed doors of a restaurant. So how they get the product to the customer, where are they getting the product from, how fast, what are they going to do about it as a result, and due to it being sometimes out of a business owner's control at times, The transparency of a restaurant and how they acknowledge and take action going forward will determine a lot of their success in the future, in my opinion, based on what I have seen and also experienced. But alongside all of that, I want to take a moment to talk about restaurateurs and geniuses that have been really disrupting for good. I'm talking about major food group, who are the founders of restaurants like Contessa, Carbone, Parm, Sadell's, Dirty French, and so many others across the world, not the country, but the world. Even Patina Group, who are the founders of a ton of restaurants in Disney World, Stella 34 Trattoria in the largest Macy's in the world, and others. They are revolutionizing the industry with their concepts. And each concept virtually tells a different story. You get the same good quality food, but just a different overall experience. And that's why people continuously stay curious and want to try whatever's coming next. 
It's not just about creating a restaurant anymore. It's about creating a hospitality empire. It's about good service. It's about storytelling. It's about the human experience. It's about connecting people and gathering people together on common ground. And it's genius. Regardless of the industry perspective that resonates with you, this is just one industry to watch whenever you need to feel inspired. This is the place where we're seeing expansion, creativity, and connection across the board. And I think that's pretty amazing. Like I said earlier, in a couple weeks, I'll be back and joined by a very special guest that I can't wait to chat with to dive deeper on all things food, cooking, the restaurant industry, entrepreneurship, collaboration, building a team, and so much more. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the AHA Moment podcast. If you loved this episode, head on over and rate and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Make sure you head over to the AHA Moment newsletter for all the links and notes on what we chatted about this week. I can't wait for you to catch the next episode airing every other Monday. Speak soon. Bye, guys.